Welcome back to Nationally Syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having you on the program, Jeremy Murphy, longtime regular on the program, uh, former uh, vice president over at CBS Television, uh, crisis management expert extraordinaire in the public relations field, and author of a hilarious book, that if you're not careful, you might learn something reading. Uh, Jeremy, love having you on the program. Real quickly, talk about your book and one best website for people to learn more about you, your PR firm, and all you do. Just give one because my experience is as the more websites you give, the less likely they'll go to any. It's funny how human nature is. So, Absolutely. Well, the book is called F of Chloe, and it is a humor book about the culture clash between young and old in the workplace. And this younger generation, millennials, Gen Zers, bringing a, a heightened sense of wokeness and trying to change things to their, um, their vision and their ideals. And I find, that, you know, I, I find that hysterical. And you can order on Amazon. Everything's right there. Uh, my name, my bio, and the book. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, uh, you know, it's funny, you you know, I'm sure when we do things, I've written several books over the years, when you write something, you hope it changes things and makes it better. That's never been the case for anything I've written on. <laughs> all the issues, all the issues you thought saw were problematic when you wrote that book are even more exaggerated today. It's shocking. But that doesn't mean we don't keep trying. And it's a great book. And it, and it is funny. But it's also educational, I think. Okay, let's get into a topic today. Uh, we, we, we kind of have a series. We haven't called it that, but it seems like it's one in the works and should be. Your, your background experience in crisis communication, which I'm sure you've got tons of experience uh, at CBS Television. Um, you know, I, I love our focus on that. It's unique, and there's not a lot on that. And uh, we're going to be looking for more and more stories related to that. And it seems like media is generous in their supply of these stories. Um, we talked about the uh, situation with Ivy League presidents and how poorly handled their communications was. Uh, and, and today we're going to talk about the fact that the uh, the guys from the biggest tech companies, I think it may have been a Gelt too, all got you know, dragged up to Capitol Hill to uh, defend their behaviors when it comes to the tech industry. Um, and uh, that seems to be a semi-annual event, doesn't it, in terms of frequency? Uh, talk a little bit about that. Set the stage for us. What was going on? It sure kind of uh, sucked up the media oxygen there for a couple of the days. Well, yeah, I mean, these, these tech uh, CEOs, uh, you know, came to Congress, and, you know, these hearings are, are for show. They're not really looking for information. They're looking for their moment. Um, and, you know, these senators and, and representatives, they just want their soundbite. And the, the tech uh, CEOs, they don't understand that. And, you know, every time Zuckerberg testifies, he, it looks like a hostage video. He looks like, you know, a deer in headlights. And it's like, you know, you, you're a billionaire. How, 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 how long does this take? You've had that job since 2003, and you can't figure out how to testify in public without, like, like looking like a deer in headlights? Um, you know, they were yeah. not. None of these people were media trained. You know, it is very easy to expect these questions. And yeah, I don't know I mean, what their communication departments are doing, but they're not doing their jobs. Yes, I agree with that. You would think that they would hire someone, even if they didn't have a CEO. A lot of companies don't want to have a strong CEO, and 
Zuckerberg, I think, is probably a very strong CEO. Now, I just have a COO who is high enough in an organization to go take a whipping on Capitol Hill yet know how to do that. Zuckerberg does not know how to do that. They need someone else who's senior to go up there and get their fingers wagged, get a finger wagged at them. I mean, that's your job. You, you are the face of the company, and you have to be the voice. And if you can't understand that, and, you know, going to Congress, they're not looking for information. They, they don't care what you say. They're just looking for their moment in the sun where they can sermon, you know, they, they, they can preach and show their constituents and show the world how angry they are. And, you know, we're looking into this. They, they don't care what the people actually say. And the CEOs just don't understand that. And they're woefully ill-prepared. And, you know, you have to let these people have their moment, get their soundbite. Um, but overall, they're, they're, just not, they're just not trained. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just so apparent. Um, and Zuckerberg especially. I mean, he is just a disaster. Like, he, he, can't, he can't get out of his own way. Yes, that's true. Yeah, he, he always looks like when, you know, like his apology was more like, sorry I got busted rather than sorry for the implications of all this. You know, and of course he has to draw right. a, a fine line or he can be sued uh, liability-wise. We're talking about people who killed themselves over uh, their, you know, handling of situations related to social media. I got, I got to be careful too, right? I'm not, I'm not going to blame social media, but that's how it's being couched. And, uh, you know, and there's no, no doubt about it that social media played a role. So talk a little bit about this. You know, uh, what, what, what would better preparation look like? You know, and let's also be mindful, before you answer that, Jeremy, let's be mindful of the fact that, that, that these events were hours long, four, five, six hours long. Most people saw the edited part by a media that has no desire to make any of these guys look good. Right. I mean, part of it is anticipating the questions, getting answers straight and not offending, you, you know, the, the representatives and, and, you know, the senators, um, not represent, not offending them, you know, uh, giving, being deferential to them because they're just looking for, a, they're just looking for a soundbite and you've got to give it to them. But this is your job. You know, you were the face of a publicly traded company. You know, this comes with it. You have to be a whipping boy because that's just how it happens. And the bigger you get, the bigger target you get. And admittedly, these, these companies have really taken their eye off the ball. I mean, I think Sheryl Sandberg is the one who, who should be testifying because I think they really uh, – Facebook or Meta or whatever, whatever they changed their name to, um, they just took – you know, they are the poster child for this run amok. I mean, Facebook is a garbage pail now. They have no controls. And, you know, what's the joke? Like, oh, we didn't know, we didn't know there were Russians. Oh, yeah, well, they were paying in rubles. That should have been your first clue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no question about it. No question about it. And, and I think the whole, uh, you know, the pedophile catching uh, where, you know, okay, the kind of questions you're asking for could show essentially pictures of new children. Are you sure you want to go one step further? It was a warning about getting arrested as pedophiles. And I'm like going, really? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's your best response. But I'll go back to my question, though, okay, because he is easy to beat up on. He does look like it's his first rodeo. And, you know, he, he's, you know, he's been in the gym quite a bit, uh, uh, taking a beating when it's come for, to this for quite some time. What would you, what would you do as someone who handles crisis management if you were charged of dealing with someone like Zuckerberg? Well, it's training. It's training and it's, it's rehearsing. And, you know, a lot of the problem is these CEOs are so big that, you know, it's the emperor has no clothes thing that people are afraid <laughs> to tell them, you know, no, you need to rehearse this. You need, you need to get better on camera. You need to, to be more poised. You need to be more self-deprecating. You need to uh, be more respectful, more differential. You need to be funny. You need to show humanity. You know, you are a human being, and this is a human problem. And you can't look like a robot. I mean, he always looks like he, 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 like he looks like a mugshot and, and it's just like, you know, you ha you are the face of this company. It's called Facebook, literally. <laughs> like, come on. Well, maybe that's why they changed your name to Meta. <laughs> it's not working. That's not working. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, it will sound like you think he's encourageable, though. Because, again, he, he, he routinely gets dragged up there. So they... Should they have someone else? Yes, it is the CEO's job, but, but should they send someone else up? You did say so. You did say who, the you know CEO? I, I, you know what the thing is? Though They don't want the, – the, they want the, the public face of the company. And Zuckerberg is so okay. associated with that company that Congress is not going to accept a spokesperson or a flack or a CEO. They want the face because they want their moment in the sun. They want to show people, you know, we're looking out for you and we're going to do something about this. And what better punching bag than the guy, yeah. with the, arguably the platform that started all this. Because, you know, when Facebook uh, came out, I don't think anybody anticipated the problems that it would cause. Maybe we're not supposed to be disconnected. Um, you know, not at first that. it was just like friends and, and high school, uh, you know, people lost, you lost touch and your family. Now the, it's brought the world together, but maybe that wasn't supposed to happen. Maybe that's not so good because with that, you're going to get everything that's bad with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been weaponized. It seems like that's what cultures do. They weaponize everything, and so they only want they only want associates that agree with them. Uh, they only look at those that don't agree with them in order to verbally attack them and and bully them. Um, you know, it's like none of, it's like none of these people made it out of middle school. <laughs> it feels like our whole world is driven by middle schoolers, and uh, uh, that's not a good thing, you know, Jeremy. It's not. And, you know, anytime you, you know, if you're going to reunite everybody, if you're going to connect everybody, you have to take without the bad. And, you know, there are a lot of bad people out there. And now you, there's a platform where they can find anybody, you know, they can, you know, um, hackers and um, child molesters and fraud, you know, uh, scam artists. Well, now they can get to anybody. And these companies have not done enough to police that. And it's kind of like um, it's, it's almost too late. You know, I don't know what, what they can do. It's kind of like the AI thing. Like we missed that boat. AI is going to take over everything. But social media, I don't know how you put the genie, genie back in the lantern or, or, you know, I just don't know how you do this without completely disassembling the company and rebuilding it because 
um, it's just too it's it's just too broad. I mean, there are millions, yeah. billions of people on these platforms. How do you fix this in the middle of it running? Yes. Now, you know, I look at LinkedIn, which has a lot of similarities to Facebook, but clearly different. Uh, LinkedIn's just the simple thing. Says, do you really know this person? Do you, you know, where they ask a little bit of vetting questions, um, uh, you know, at least to a limit, at least for those who aren't paying, paying for the premium service. And I don't hear about this kind of pandemonium on uh, uh, LinkedIn. I personally think LinkedIn is a lot more like Facebook than probably any other. Um, but uh, you don't see that. You know, it seems like it, it may be helpful if everyone knew each other, actually knew each other in the real world uh, before they were able to connect in the social media world uh, because a lot of this emboldened attitude is, is what happens when people hide behind screens, right? Eliminate that ability by making people actually know each other. Of course, the social media has no incentive to do that. The DNA for its rapid growth has been the low threshold of requirement for connecting. Yeah, I, I am so over LinkedIn. Like, my joke is I want to be linked out um, because I find <laughs> it's also a garbage pail. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, for some reason I have 5,000 connections. I don't know 5,000 people. Um, I, yeah. You know, I, there are like five people I could stand to talk to every day, but I have 5,000 people. And uh, th this is just BS. I mean, people just want to get their numbers up to show recruiters and, uh, you know, HR people, uh, oh, look at my network. I know so many people know me. No, they don't know you. You know, they click the button. Um, and, and it's also become a marketer's tool. Like every, every message you get from LinkedIn is like, improve your performance, lead generation. You know, are you tired of being stuck in third gear? Well, no, shut up. How do you know that? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do they make judgments about you? And so that's going to make you want to do business with them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. a loser. You need us. Um, yeah, it, it has become kind of a spamathon. I, I, I'll get that, but it, again, I think it's better than Facebook. I don't hear people uh, being shot over some kind of social engagement on LinkedIn. I haven't seen that story yet, and we have seen that with both Twitter and Facebook. Um, final thoughts as we wrap it up. What are some takeaways you think for these uh, um, CEOs. I mean, you know, something that you pointed out when we talked about the college presidents is that they were all working with the same PR firm. And um, that ended up being problematic for them. Um, do you think uh, that, that, that you're seeing some of that in the way each of them approached it? Was there anything you heard from any of the CEOs that was better than, that, than the others? Kind of wrap up with some of those thoughts. No, I think they, they, I think they all failed. Um, because the headline was how they've all screwed up. And when you're testifying, you know, this is your moment to change the conversation. This is your moment to be a good guy and to show what you're going to do instead of uh, um, being the face of it, be, being the villain. I, you know, it was an opportunity to change the conversation and show what you're doing instead of playing defense. And they didn't get that. You know, these, these people always screw up. And I'm sorry, but if you're going to take billion dollars of, 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 you know, and bonus and stock and salary, well, this comes with the territory. This is your job. You know, you are supposed to be the face. You, you have to know how to do this because testifying on Capitol Hill is necessary. You can't not do it. Like once Congress says you need to come, well, you need to come. And you yeah. have to be prepared for that. 
and they're not. And it, it's just such a, a, a it's such, it's so telling that these companies just aren't don't understand that. Nope, they don't. They don't. I, it almost looks like they they go up there unprepared, but and know they're going to get a beating there. But it's better than regulations they can't deal with. <laughs> right. It's like like they acquiesce in the bands. Yeah, we're going up there to be whipping boys. Uh, we're not going to do any better because then uh, if we did too good. Uh, they may even get madder at us. It, it almost seems that pathetic. Yeah, you know what? Understand, it's going to be bad. Don't make it worse. You know, these these, yeah. these uh, oh, politicians just want their moment in the sun. Let them have it, but don't add fuel to the fire. You know, take your lick your wounds, take it, but don't make it worse. And they do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this is this is um, it, it's it's a sign of something's not right in these companies. Yeah, and I guess the way they make it worse for the listener, the way I perceive it is they just look utterly unprepared. They often seem surprised about stuff that the average person knows about just by watching the evening news on occasion. They, they seem utterly shocked by some of the stuff that's going on in their organizations and uh, certainly the way uh, those things are interpreted by the larger culture. They're in utter shock. Yeah, you, you know, the job is, you know, they all have lobbying offices that, you know, in Washington. Their job is to know what these senators are going to ask. Or these representatives, yeah. Um, because let me tell you, Absolutely. nothing is spontaneous. This is highly rehearsed. These congressmen know exactly what they're going to ask. They, they've planned it out because they're they're not looking to get answers. They're looking at the cameras, trying to get a soundbite for the news. So they rehearse this. And when you're testifying, you have to know what questions are coming. It's like a lawyer; you never ask a question you don't know the answer to. They have to know. Yeah, absolutely. Why um, what's coming. I mean, that's, that's just part of the game. And, you know, why waste all this money on lobbyists and corporate communications if you're going to go on Capitol Hill and, and look like a hostage? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. All right. Uh, yeah, these guys, I used to work for a U.S. senator and worked on Capitol Hill for think tanks. And so a whole lot of showboating going on. You better know that when you're going up there to deal with them. Uh, Jeremy, always love having you on. Jeremy Murphy, Thank He's you. a former VP from CBS and television. He's also a phenomenal uh, crisis management PR expert as well as other areas of PR and a great regular on the program and a great author and a great friend. Thanks so much as always. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Remember, this is a show that never ends. It continues 24-7 at priceofbusiness.com, where you'll find audio, video, articles, and more. Stay tuned for more right after this.